Survive Tito Santana and yourselves. Little scheme to set me up in a garden and it didn't work. And now Boston Garden, here it is. This is the bait. As far as I'm concerned, it's the bait, dog, to get you, you nasty individual, nasty black person into the ring. Wow. That was a real clip of Greg the Hammer Valentine calling Bad News Brown a dirty black person. It actually was nasty black person is what he said. But. Oh, like that makes it any better. <laughs> <laughs> what if he, you know, that's I, crazy. I, the reason why I was thinking about here. The sad thing is, is Vince McMahon probably wrote that, wrote that line. Cause I don't think Greg Valentine like was able to put together a sentence on his own. Without <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Really give it to him, Greg. Really give it to him. <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what do you want me to say, Vince? Oh, what don't you like about him? Uh, he's black. <laughs> I like it. What else? He's dirty. <laughs> put them. Put them together. Put them together, Dad. <laughs> dirty you know black person. You, you hear a lot about people saying like wishing or hoping that they would let these guys go unscripted again. Like the, we can't forget that that's also what happens when these guys <laughs> <Yeah>. have <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah. What's well, me? I think I think if, if Vince doesn't have complete trust in the talent to like be able to number one like do something that compels the fans, and number two not say something that's like way off kilter like that, yeah, he's gonna have to script everything. And I think that you know in the in the in like the attitude era, like late nineties, like when I guess like all the regs were loosening up everywhere, and everyone was going like more extreme. Um, and he had a group of talent that were really able to entertain the fans. He let them go. Yeah. But I think yeah. in this day and age, it's like he doesn't trust the people he has to be able to do what Stone Cold and The who, Rock. Who, and who were also were super racist, by the way, if you look back. Yeah, but again, the standards have changed. I mean, to yeah. like that stuff, unfortunately, I mean, for good, the standards have changed for, for the good. But that stuff would, was flying back then and nobody cared. Yeah. Well, you compare it to like now um, – the thing that just happened with Rhonda, she now she's going off script and and she basically like threatened to beat up Becky Lynch, right? Yes. What what was but, that? But see, with, with these two, I can't tell. I, they're doing. A, I mean, I guess that means they're doing a good enough job. Like, I don't know. I don't know where the lines are with these two right now. You know, I don't know what's what. But what did right, she say? Like she's like, she tweeted sure, a picture of of. So, so here's, here's, how it, here's how it happened. So, so, so Becky tweeted the, the mug right? And those mug shots she took, which do look, which do look bad. Um, she said, Rhonda, you go back and get that belt because I didn't come this far to collect it from Stephanie. I came all this way to take it from you. Rhonda responded, that's what I'm trying to do, dumbass. But you hobbling around trying to be a ginger crust ninja and taking fake prison photos in the hallway isn't helping. <laughs> um, so, that's she, pretty so, good, so she the word fake. So she's the word fake. And then well, but, but, but wait, the, wait, but she's not, I, I think that that was actually pretty good that she said that because it's such, it, the the prison photo that she put up looks so yeah. fake that I, I think it's funny that she actually called her out on that. Just like Becky calls Rhonda out on other things, but then she takes it to the next level by saying wrestling's fake, right? Yeah. So, so here, let me continue because it keeps going. So, so Becky responds, keep that F word out of your mouth, meaning fake, and concentrate on getting better at this business instead of trying to remain above it. Look forward to seeing you soon. Rhonda responds, See, that's, that's for sure. She goes, F word, you mean fake? Fake like your nonsensical BS armbar that doesn't even work and just looks like you're holding the dick you wish you had? Oh. Wow. Yeah. And so then Becky comes back with, huh, it does look like a dick now that you mention it. And it's a picture of her holding someone in an arm bar, but she put Travis Brown's head on someone's arm. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. It's, that's, it's actually that's, really good. That's, that's all really good on both ends. It, it, it is good. But then the last one, so here's Rhonda's most recent tweet. She sent this one this afternoon. Rebecca Quinn, I don't care what the script says. I'm beating the living shit out of you next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that's, that's where Rhonda goes too far, because you can tell that, I mean, to me, I... I'm going to guess that that was, that tweet was not in case. That was her just like losing her shit over that last one Becky said. And, I, and Rhonda has a history, if you followed her in UFC, of being like 
way too sensitive about everything. And especially when it comes to wrestling, it's like you, you have to, above all else, you have to maintain, um, what's, what am I trying to say? Maintain that, um, appearance of this all being like part of the show to the fans. Like when you come out and say it's fake, you, you completely ruin everything that's happened before that. Like you, you ruin like the aura of it, I guess. It, I mean, in this, I, will, I agree with you, Sam, but in this instance, the only thing she said was fake were the prison photos. I don't think she was calling the, you know, the, the business fake. I, she was just calling out those photos. But I get, I get your point. But, but it's, that, it's that last tweet, though, where she said, I don't care what the script says. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. gonna, you know, like that's, that, to me, that's just, that's a little bit too much. Like, I, I was but, cool with everything up to that point. But are they, but do they know that and they're doing it like, they're t- it's almost like a, I don't know. It's like it's like, like a, it's like a work shoot, like a work yeah, exactly. shoot. Exactly. But like, yeah, like you yeah, said, like that 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 could be the case. Like maybe it just seems very realistic, but they're you know this was like it, it looks like they crossed the line, but maybe they didn't. Maybe but the problem the problem with Rhonda though is that she doesn't take any jokes about that scumbag husband because Travis Brown she has to make out with him after every pay per view match and like. Put him in our because you know he got accused of beating his ex wife. Yeah. So right. it's horrible that she has to keep putting him in our face because no one cares. Like this goes for anyone. No one wants to see Randy Orton making out with his wife either. The the, the female fans who love Roman Reigns they don't want to see yeah. him making out with his wife. Could you imagine right. if well, he started? It, 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 yeah, it was like when Ricky Steamboat brought his wife down to the ring with him and his kid and all that shit back. To the, or like when Goldberg oh, yeah. brought, his, brought his floppy ass son out in the oh. ring. <laughs> God. Does that kid have yeah. issues, though? Because I don't want to make fun of him. I don't think he does. I think he's just an asshole, right? I don't know. I mean, if he has issues, I apologize. I didn't know that. That was a, I didn't know. No, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. That's the problem. I don't think he does. Well, I mean, and the, part, the point stands. Like, no one took his shirt off. In the ring, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. He did take his shirt off, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, at that point, I don't care if he has issues or not. I'm still <laughs> calling, him an, I'm calling, calling him an asshole either way. See, yeah. I, I just had, I just got scared because I was just thinking about, okay, so if you're, if, let's say you're Becky Lynch, and, and, and Ronda Rousey really said that to her. If, let's say it's not an angle, and she's really saying, next time I see you, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Wouldn't you be scared if, like, Goldberg sent us a tweet saying that right now? Yeah, like, and you work yeah, with him, and you have to go see him at work yeah. the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like the fear. I'm just thinking about like guys like Brock Lesnar, Goldberg. Like they even said, you know, Abe, you know, you're real, you and all your jokes. But when I see you tomorrow at work, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how scared? I I, I don't know what I would do. Like I'd, I'd enter right. through a different entrance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, coming, with police, coming with a police here's, escort. Here's the only thing that makes me question. The, uh, the work or the shoot angle of it. Because I can't imagine that either Becky or Rhonda like, would, be, would be viewed favorably for using the word dick or fuck. Or, right, that's or true. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, those, those, yeah. I feel like even within their characters, uh, even on social media, that WWE would probably be like, yeah, don't, don't say dick or shit. But maybe that's part of to make it look more real. Well, you know, I think yeah. there are two two people who are uniquely able to do what they're doing. Even let's say it is a shoot and not part of the script. Yeah. I think that Becky knows she's like the top star in the game right now, so she's untouchable. And Ronda yeah. knows she's untouchable because she's Ronda Rousey and has this match. And she's leaving there. after WrestleMania for a while to have a baby. God. Is that is that, is that legit? Is that happening? I, I have yeah, I, I, I read today she's not she's not advertised for any dates after Mania. Oh, so, so, good, yeah. good. She's gonna go let that, let that moron Travis Brown yeah. knock her out. That, that's a great person to have a baby with. Yeah, it's kind of like it reminds me of like I just read now when we were about to start that like oh tr- now Travis uh, Scott is cheating on uh, Kylie and Kylie's yeah. best friend was banging Chloe's husband and yeah. and she banged Chloe's husband and James Harden the same night. Like, mm-hmm. aren't these the wrong guys to be having hey, babies? Hey, 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 Kardashian podcast. No, no, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, I, I'm just comparing it. Like, uh, how do these women decide? Like, shouldn't and, and more thought crazy, be put into who you're having a baby with? Yeah, it should. And what's crazy is that they, they, you know, with growing up with like this, this great male role model, Bruce Jenner, as a dad, you would think that they're <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's an all American, all American Olympic 
Eero. He's a real alpha. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this will be the last thing about the Kardashians, but it had to have messed them up when they were looking at the uh, security footage in their house and Bruce was wearing, it was either Kylie, or no, he's wearing Kim Kardashian's dress or something in yeah. in in Kylie's room and Kendall, right. Kendall was filming her room and Kylie didn't know about it because like Kylie was stealing Kendall's like clothes or something. But yeah, when no, she like went that to was gonna be, That was going to be the big storyline. She, she stole a halter top. <laughs> <laughs> and then she checks the footage. And Bruce is that, is, are you? Are, is that, did that really happen? Or are you just like? No, no, that no, happened that's for real. Yeah. Are you on script? Oh, okay. <laughs> How do I make that wow, up? Anyway, crazy. I don't know. It's, seems like something you would say. I don't no, know. but Travis Brown. It's like God. Could you find a worse guy to have a baby with? And then just yeah. keep putting it like, like you know, we did the first ever radio interview with Ronda Rousey, and we used to call her all the time. Remember that? Like I would yeah, text yeah. her. And then I, I I accidentally blocked her when I was trying to send her a message on on Twitter like an insta a, a DM, and then after I blocked her, then she un- that makes you the person unfollow you also. So I ruined my oh, connection God. with Ronda Rousey. Remember that? Yeah, I do. But but I also had her cell phone number, which she changed. So both both ways that I was able to get a hold of her. But we used to use her for stupid shit. Like, hey Ronda, uh, I have Chael Sonnen on right now. Could I have you call in as a surprise? Oh, that was a disaster. Yeah. And then she, <laughs> that one was a disaster. God, that was a disaster. That was disaster. so stupid. That was so stupid. But we used to call her all the time for no, hey, Rhonda, uh, we're talking about whatever. You want to call in? Oh, yeah, sure. Now, can you imagine <laughs> trying to get her on to do anything? No. Really? But, yeah, Travis, that, that that's the absolute last guy you want to procreate with. Yeah. So, so and that means, you know what that means, is that she's going to go away, get pregnant, have a baby, and that means, like, at next WrestleMania, we're going to see her come to you know, come out with her little newborn baby or something, you know, that's that's what they all do. They all, like, think that everyone yeah. wants to see their fucking kids. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, nobody, like, Shane, it's like, I think the first five times he wrestled after he came back, he had his sons on the, yeah. like, come out. It's like, dude, it's like, you're, like, the son of, you know, the owner of the company. You know the fans aren't into this shit. It's like, of course. once, that's enough. You don't got to do it four or five times. I'll tell you the Nobody only cares. family member. The, the only family member that's intrigued me in the last uh, decade is Mr. Mizanin. <laughs> <laughs> they, you're right, Ryan. They should really take advantage of that look and just like have someone beat the shit out of him. No kid, dude. That I, I honestly, that guy, like, you can't look away when that guy's on your TV. <laughs> and I love how he he still has the Mr. Mizanin look, no makeover. Like when when oh, yeah. when when Great. Charlotte when 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 you see Charlotte Flair at, at WrestleMania 24 when Rick retired, she doesn't look like the Charlotte Flair of today. Like she's been made over 500 times since then. He has that, like that old like laborer's hair. It's like parted down the middle and very very thin <laughs> and kind of long. It is long. I love it. Yeah, it's like kind of long. It's like maybe like you you know a little bit past the year. He thinks it's all <laughs> real, like he's in there actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, he thinks like it's like a, like a sport. He thinks like Mike is at like a wrestling meet. Like he thinks it's all 100% real. <laughs> he's in there. He takes everything personal, they say. Yeah. There's something, though, like super endearing about it because, you, I don't know, you think like Miz, oh, he's got a ton of money. He probably like, he probably helps out his parents, takes care of him. But like to know that Mr. Mazanin still has that like central Ohio you know, like a uh, blue collar factory look. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and he it's still lives. Endearing. He still lives in Toledo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just love when, like, when they actually had him, I think it was the, um, I don't know if it was like when Shane was surprising Miz and he had him actually come down the aisle and he just kind of like yeah. waddled down with that like yeah. weird look on his face. It was, that was priceless. And didn't you think something, I, I was, I thought for sure that someone was going to attack him and nothing happened to him that day. Like, should, yeah, I should, think- should he have been put in like the USO uh, finisher or something, like the double kick to the face, <laughs> or Cesaro give him like the giant swing or something? Anything like yeah. something should have happened to him. I'll tell you who a terrible uh, family member to get involved was because you could just tell that he was thirsty for the camera. Was um, Cena's dad? Who? Cena's oh, dad. Whenever they would bring out. Oh, the worst. Did they, did they actually like go to his house? Too? Didn't like Randy Orton go to the house and kick his ass? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then since then, this is what makes it even worse, and, and, and it proves that, that we were right with our assumption that he was just a, a, an intention whore. He, he, John Cena Sr. wrestles like indie, show, indie shows. Now. No, he doesn't. I That's swear right. to God. He's like, he's like, yeah, he, isn't he like, he's like a commissioner, right? 
I think so, and I think he'll work a match from time to time. Yeah. God. Oh, that's right. I did see that he was a commissioner. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 yeah he is. So then he like like how Booker T has some shitty wrestling federation. Like every once in a while, Cena Senior will get in the ring. Like, oh, you want a piece of the Cena of the Cena brand? Yeah. Oh, you want it? You know, you know the indie promoters too are like also featuring like also featuring John Cena, and then it'll be like John Cena in big black letters, but in very small, barely readable, yep. just senior like that's not. Yeah. And you know, John wants to say something to his dad, but he just can't. Like, you know, dad, you probably shouldn't be uh, saying that I'm going to be there. I'm not. It's senior. You don't see that? What? Do you, <laughs> what? Didn't, oh, when I bought you them glasses, that wasn't enough for you? <laughs> that? You didn't? You know, oh, you could see, right? Yeah, because I got you them glasses. <laughs> I have to say, though, I really enjoyed that Batista angle this week on Raw. Like, oh, that was great. But Absolutely. Not, here's the thing. Number one. Batista looks awesome. Like that classic heel look, yeah, the leather jacket, the tight pants, whatever. But he, hey, the sun, you have to have a leather jacket and sunglasses, and then you're a heel, no matter what. Anyone who comes out in that outfit, you're an instant heel. It's the best heel look, but he pulls it. He, like, he looks great in that look. So, and Ric Flair looked, Ric Flair looked like almost dead when he was like, <laughs> out of that room. Like, he looked like, uh, <laughs> he was completely yeah. red and. He, like foam coming out of his mouth, it was perfect. I mean, all Batista did was drag him out by the jacket, and that made me scared. Like seeing that, I know. And and I'll tell you, I was thinking, like, okay, so when you know, you know, Flair is going to be there for a birthday celebration, and if history teaches us anything in wrestling, birthdays and weddings are typically ruined. You know, like you know, something is going to go bad, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Always. But here's the thing. And so I was thinking, okay, so can Flair even still bump at this point safely? They managed to do it. Without actually letting us watch how pathetic Flair looks. Yeah, because you didn't want to. You didn't want to see him do any kind of bump and, at all. No, and that that part was great, and I think the other part that was great was it was a great swerve because I think we all assumed, like you said, Ryan. We I agree. Birthdays, weddings, you know, something is going to happen, but I think we all assumed it was going to be Becky. around the Becky Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and, yep. Yep. And you know, introducing Batista there, that was a really cool swerve and a big surprise. And it's like you really don't get surprises like that very often anymore. No. And Batista's not really that good on the mic if you listen back to his last run. But yeah. it was perfect. He's like, Hunter, I got your attention. Huh? And the way he yelled, huh? It was awesome. Yeah. But I, think, I know. I think, it was I think great. He works a lot better as he works a lot better as a heel than as a face, though. Do you and remember? Last time they tried, tried to make him a face and it was a disaster. Ryan, you went with us, right? When when it was the shield against evolution at um at, 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 I think it was for it was one of the pay per views after WrestleMania. Yeah, backlash. I think was it backlash? Yeah, and and do you remember um, the night after that, Batista came out with like uh, he was in a wheelchair or something? Yes, I do. <laughs> and he, oh, and yeah. he's like, I quit. I quit. Yeah, that was great. that was pretty awesome, yeah. actually. Like I, was, I, yeah. I really like Batista as a person too because I, I he seems like a really nice guy, and I like mm-hmm. everything I hear him say. So I've really become a fan of Batista over the last couple of years. So now that he's back, I'm really pulling for him. Yeah. He's got a look, too, and, and it's hard to define, but, like, when he's on your screen, he looks like a star. He, look, he, he, looks, totally, like a, yeah. he, he looks like someone that he looks believable. He looks menacing. He looks larger than life. And yeah, not a lot of guys do. He's a big moment. deal. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious I, I if it's only going to be a mania run, if it's going to be a mania angle only, or if he's going to maybe stick around a little bit longer. I'm guessing it's just going to be for Mania, and that's going to be the end. Yeah, probably just that. And you know Hunter had to insert himself in the only match that would get mainstream attention. Oh, yeah. So like, <laughs> Let's get Finn Balor in there, Paul. Uh, yeah, that's, Finn's not bad, but Dan, how about this idea? <laughs> how about I put me in against Dave? You know they've been building this up for months. Remember when the SmackDown, like whatever it was, the yeah. thousandth episode? Yeah. Batista came back, and he's like, you never beat me, Hunter. Well, I think those, I think they were trying. I think then the problem was was Triple H got injured at that um, that Saudi Arabian Saudi Arabia <laughs> that horrible, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. Crown Jewel. That ter- yeah, that terrible match with Shawn. What Michaels. an awful! That was just. Did you see Shawn Michaels had the Hulk Hogan Fu Manchu mustache? Yeah, he looked bad. What what what's yeah. what's he doing now? Like what's that at look? The Crown Jewel. He just gave up at the Crown Jewel. That was it. <laughs> he did. And by the way, you guys, I don't know if you want to watch back, but like, I don't know if. Uh, 
the brass young pill popper had another had another ride in him because he, something was <laughs> off with Sean on Monday. Like if, yeah, if you, he was he a little a little jumpy. Him, he he doesn't look right. He looks like he's either half yeah. asleep or like he he I don't know. He did not look like he wanted to be there. Well, his leg he has like he's bull legged, right? And his legs now are are kind of like springs. <laughs> Like they're they're so weird. I don't even know how to, his 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 legs like don't they don't straighten up. Like they look like remember the He Man action figure the way the knees yeah. were bent. <laughs> yeah. That's how Shawn Michaels' legs are. I, I have noticed he's become increasingly more uncomfortable on camera. Like he doesn't seem like natural. It's you know, HB Shizzle. Like, you know, he used to be as good as it gets, and now it's just like he seems like he like you said, Ryan. He just like seemed like he didn't want to be there, or like he. He looked really fidgety. It was just really... Yeah, really I mean, awkward. honestly, like, Tamina Snuka has more charisma than Sean yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's always our go-to insult. Anytime we talk shit about someone, we always say, yeah, Tamina Snuka is more... <laughs> that, it, it doesn't get worse than Tamina Snuka. So when you say... It, you'll probably hear on this podcast many times us say that. That's exactly yeah. what it means. It doesn't get any worse. And Shawn Michaels has now hit that level where it's just, just horrible. Yeah. The problem with Shawn Michaels, too, is that he works for WWE. He's the head trainer for NXT. So he has yeah. a job that, like, jobbers like Matt Bloom or um, or uh, Hugh Morris or whatever. Is Hugh Morris? Matt? No, Matt Bloom is uh, is, is, uh, is uh, Tensai. Tensai, yeah. yeah. But it, those kind of guys are the guys who should be trainers. Billy Gunn, not Shawn Michaels. Like, one of the, the, the top five ever should not be. That'd be like the Undertaker training wrestlers. Yeah. But I, just, I mean, what do you do with him at this point? Like, he obviously wants to work, and it's like, he says he does, I don't want to wrestle, but I'm sure he, he probably does want to wrestle, and Vince was probably like, eh. After Crown Jewel, he's like, eh, why don't you just go back to NXT? Especially when he came out with that, the bald head and that weird yeah. head, headband thing he was yeah. wearing. God. But he has hair. If you notice on Raw, he has hair again, but he's wearing a baseball hat. So yeah. I don't know if he's just going with, again, like just short hair, like the George Costanza haircut. Oh like, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, God. I'm sure the ball thing is like he, you know, he's Triple H and it works for him, and he probably thought in his head he envisioned like Triple H's cranium on top of his head, and, and then when he actually shaved it off, he was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he just like I don't know if that headband if that was like a sock or something. He just like tied it around his head. And- go go watch the build up to when um, Shawn Michaels wrestled Bret Hart at at where he where Vince screwed Bret. There's like scenes where Shawn Michaels. Remember when he's humping the the Canadian flag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the way Shawn, Shawn Michaels looked like a ripped male stripper? His hair was perfect. Yeah. He was ripped. Yeah. He walked normal. Like everything was perfect on him. That, and that was, was back great. when he. I think when he was wearing that black choker. Remember he had that little. Oh, like, that's that's <laughs> that was a great yeah. look. Now he just looks. I mean, he first of all, he's a horrible dresser. Like he needs someone to to. He needs a stylist. Because he 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 buys the worst. He dresses like Mister Mizanin. He does. Like he has the exact same fashion sense as Mister Mizanin. Look at if you look at Mister Mizanin's like, jeans. Yeah, it's Mister Mizanin on on like a, a bit of a bigger budget. That's <laughs> you know who else looked awful? Sting. Jesus. Yeah. God. Damn. Yeah. I mean, is it when they fi- like the two guys who found God both look awful? I wonder if Mr. Mizanin like dressed everybody up, uh, everyone in that ring. Being Kurt hey. Angle, Shawn Michaels. Hey guys, uh, <laughs> hey Mr. Mizanin, those are some nice jeans. Where do you get them from? Coles. <laughs> oh, Coles. Huh? Where's that? Coles. Yeah, the it's, old- weird. it's weird. It's weird seeing Sting without makeup. I just, I still can't get used to it. <laughs> you should just walk around with makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. When you commit to makeup like that, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Because then now you always have to wear makeup. Sting's another guy who could benefit from from either a, like a hair uh, treatment or wearing a, a hat, a baseball hat. Like <laughs> that, that like poofy, that poofy sort of like light brown thin hair yeah. that starts like top of forehead. It's just like oh god. <laughs> and then he walks out. They, everyone has to act impressed when he walks out. Yeah. Oh, there he is, the icon. Yeah. It's like at least at least we know Ric Flair right now. And, and Ryan, you said this perfectly many years ago. You said, and and, and rest in peace, of course, because now he's dead. But you said the old man from Pawn Stars was prey. 
Like the yeah. way you would if, if you if you bought a raw chicken, the way you would rip the wing off the raw chicken is the way we could rip an arm off the old man from Pawn Stars. True. We know that Ric Flair is prey. Like, he comes out now, we, he's not tough. We know that for sure. Yeah. We, we all feel sad when he walks out. We're happy he's still alive. It's like, we're just happy that he has any time left. And we know that if he even, it, like, it, it's like, uh, at, at some point, it's not funny anymore when you trip on ice, right? Like, if I was walking yeah. outside, I slipped on the ice, you two would be laughing hysterically, right? But if Rick, if Rick Flair slipped on the ice, we'd be like, oh, my God. Oh my, and it would be like we'd all rush down to him. We'd call 911. Yeah. So, like, Rick Flair's in that position now. <laughs> it's like, God, please don't fall. Please don't anything happen to you. <laughs> like, I, I'd be checking to make if, – if I lived with him, I know I'd be making sure he's breathing every night. <laughs> I would do that thing <laughs> where you, like, yell out, like, hey! And then you keep walking and then hope he wakes up. <laughs> Oh my god! I used to do that with Sam. Do you remember I used to do with our grandma? Like I would just yell to make sure she was awake. Yeah. Like grandma. Yeah, this, this is a wrestling podcast again. No, I know, but it just it, it just. But I'm just yeah. saying, like I, yeah. I would. It, it just made no sense. Like who does it? I she'd yeah. be sleeping on the chair, and I'd scream, "Grandma!" and then walk in the other room, yeah. and then walk back in and make sure she was waking yeah. up. Like that's what I would do with Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick. Rick. <laughs> you know what? You know what's the one thing that bugs me about Flair. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, but I I don't like how WWE is like rewriting history to make Flair like the all time icon. When really, you know, it is Hogan. Like I don't care what anybody says. I mean, I know Hogan's done a lot of bad things, but they've kind of tried to make Flair. Flair is like the pre Attitude Era like all time great, and I I feel like they've tried to erase Hogan, and it's all about Flair, and that kind of bugs me as a WWE loyalist over the years, like. To me, Flair was always secondary to Hogan, and I, I don't know. Like even even when Hogan came back, I still felt like they were moving more. I think Triple H likes Flair more than Hogan, obviously. So, I don't think you guys yeah. make that sense. So. I, no, I, I do. I mean, I I get it. I think I don't know, man. It's weird. I think in like some circles, Flair is probably seen as a. Be- I mean, well, in a lot of circles, Flair is seen as a better wrestler and like yeah. more. Yeah, he, and he is, and, they, and that's true. Yeah. But, like, in terms of their cultural impact and their recognition or recognizability, I mean, there's not there's not even a question. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, and I'll give, I'll, you know, Flair was much more talented than Hogan. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He was a better, yeah. better on the mic. Yeah. Like, he was a good wrestler. Um, but, like, WWE owes so much to Hulk Hogan, I feel like. And I, I still feel like he's getting a raw deal. Like, Well, know, Hogan's definitely the greatest WWE wrestler of all time. That's that's yeah. for sure, but Ric Flair, like overall, I guess. But even over, if you look at what Hulk Hogan did in the NWO, he was still the biggest star during the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. I mean, the Rock, the Rock, Stone and Stone Cold were were or the, Stone Cold's probably bigger than Hogan, but Hogan was right there. He was in the top like, three with those two. Like to me, WCW, like even in the '90s, like when they had a chance to get Hogan, all of a sudden Flair was on the back burner. Like Hogan was a much bigger star, even though I agree that. Flair was more talented, and like I know, you know, in the South and regionally, Flair was the guy. But I still feel like they need to give more props to Hogan than they than they give. Like I feel like they're trying to erase, not erase Hogan, but they're trying to minimize his impact. Like they're trying right. to make it like, you know, I think a lot of kids like today who weren't even around, you know, um, for the Monday Night Wars. Like, they don't even understand that Flair wasn't a, a WWE wrestler until he had a short run in the, in the early 90s. And he didn't come around until the mid-2000s, but he was basically almost retired. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand that. I think sometimes WWE's like, for um, short-term purposes only, will, you know, they'll, they'll, um, they'll put together a vignette or a package just for that 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 night to make you think, yeah like, to sell you know, that angle exactly yeah that's true like that's Kurt true. Angle coming out like the greatest ever the the greatest performer in WWE history is back and like now you know, he's he, jobbing why, to why Baron Corbin he, why was he part of a special guest when he just had a match with Jinder Mahal an hour before that play why was it him staying and because um, Flair and him are Michael buddies did. I guess okay I mean it's almost like did you guys see um what was that an elimination chamber when Mark Henry came out. No, I, yeah, I, I fast forwarded. Like, who did who so he come weird. out with? Who did he come out with? It, it was just during the pre-show, and he just came out to say hi. And like they made it seem like Mark Henry was. I mean, 
was was almost like Andre the Giant level. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, you know why? You know why? After Elimination Chamber, they had a Mark Henry documentary. Oh, that must have been why he why he came out. But like, you know, he had to come out. And it was like they were in Texas, and he had to like give a shout out to Texas. And he was like, you know, looking at that that structure there makes me want to put someone in the hall of pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was super awkward. And like. I guarantee. I mean, Mark Henry isn't really hasn't been active in a long time. Like, I bet yeah. you a good sixty percent of that crowd was like, either didn't know who he was or was like uh, just indifferent. Yeah, and even the ones who know it's and, Mark Henry. It's, when, and, when, and, 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 and let's be honest, Mark Henry eighty percent of his career was just as enhancement talent. I mean, he never he never did anything. He had like that one moment with John Cena, like towards the end. Where that was, was the greatest covering. thing he yeah. ever did. That yeah. was the best. Yeah, with the pink pink coat on and. He, he was actually, it was like a retirement angle, and he was like, he was, what was he, he was like, he was like banking the fans, Gina came out, and like, then he gave him that power slam, which was like, which really made cool no sense, he, because like, we never knew yeah. that him and Cena were friends, it made no sense yeah. at all, but that was, that yeah. was the greatest thing he ever did. Here, here's a good way to know if a, a guy's a star, okay? I call it the Royal Rumble pop. If someone came back during the Royal Rumble, were, would you either be super excited or pissed off? That they wasted a the spot. You'd be like pissed that the they wasted a spot. Yeah. yeah. Pissed yeah. that they're wasting a spot on this person. So like Mark when, Henry, I'd be pissed. Yeah, like if Mark Henry, if he was one of the, the surprises at the Royal Rumble, I'd be pissed. But if Batista yeah. came out, I'd be excited. See, but but I think a lot of this is a is a uh, epidemic with within WWE that they they ruin the monsters so frequently and so quickly. Like for instance, great Khali. If that any time that asshole shows up on my screen, and they're like, "Can you believe it's the great Khali?" <laughs> he he literally did nothing. I mean, at no point in his career, maybe once. I think he won the title once, or he beat he beat like Kane at, at Mania yeah. or something. I, I mean, <laughs> aside from that, like he he literally he was he was dancing. He did the Khali kiss cam with Runge and Singh. saw him when I saw those legs that he has that viscera that Mabel body kind of yeah, with the tits yeah, those those tits that you can't do anything with they're <laughs> just sat the like side, they fill out the side of your singlet <laughs> the entire like there's half there's half tit when you have a half tit on yeah. either side of your singlet not yeah. not from the top from the sides yeah, that's right, a look thanks. I can't do anything with and there's yeah. no way I could ever push you like no matter what there's nothing you could do with that look. And when I saw him and they're like, he's, that, that's, that's, what, what's his name? Oh, Brodus. That's Brodus Clay. Big. And it was like, 2X. XXL. Brodus. <laughs> it's like, this guy's going to be a jobber. And, then, yeah. and and you're right, Ryan. Every monster comes out first. They they always, yeah. get, like, when Tensai came out, do you remember he pinned John Cena in a clean oh, win? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like, about three weeks later, he was in the ring breakdancing. <laughs> it was no more, and then after that, he was the trainer at NXT. Like, what? It's almost like they, if you if you're a big if you're like a guy who could be like typecast as a monster, either you're a monster or they make you like a circuit back. Like, there's no in between. Yeah. It's like they either make you a complete monster or they totally soften you up, like corporate king, like like you said with yeah. Tensai breakdancing, like um, Mark Henry. Um, they they just oh. Uh, they can't not do that. Well, the problem is and with then, a monster, you can't do because it's like it's unbelievable that a guy like Dean Ambrose should be able to beat Mark Henry easily. So you have to make him a joke. Yes, but the problem is that they spend their a great portion of their career being a joke, and then when they come back, like I, I don't know if they think. I, I really do think that that Vince or, or the writers or whoever, I really do think they don't believe that wrestling fans have memories or, or go back and watch things on the <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. I mean, oh, they, they, I, I they won't remember. Yeah, I, I mean, the only, the only monster that they haven't, 
I mean, it's arguable, but like the only monster they haven't completely ruined yet by making him like a a, a joke is is Braun. But they cooled his push. They didn't give him the title when he was hot. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's he's not he's not on top of it anymore. But but they didn't. At least they didn't put him like in you know an Adidas tracksuit. But like, wait a minute, you don't him. remember this when he was at his hottest. They had him wearing an elf costume. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I guess they did then. They did some kind of elf. He's like, oh, uh, uh, Braun Strowman, check out all these. He's he's running around as an elf. I'm like, what? That was, that, that was like, he was. They were, that's I think when they were entertaining, making him the guy. So that was like, you know, he also likes to get down with the fans and entertain. But I, that was all like outside of the ring. The problem with Braun Strowman is he's just horrible on the mic. He just sounds like a moron. And he but always messes up his lines. You remember when Diesel won the title, like in ninety mid nineties, and I remember like the next week on Raw, he like came out with a Santa hat on, and oh, I was God. like, okay, like I know, I was like, okay, I thought this guy was like a badass. It's like once you put a Santa hat on somebody, like there's no badass left. The best was I, that. Know, oh, good. Go no, I was gonna say the best was that promo that CM Punk cut on him when Diesel came back. And he was trying to act, t- and Punk just like destroyed him on the mic. And you just see how dumb Diesel really is. Yeah. Why don't you, it's hey, true. hey, Punk? Why don't you get your painted up ass out in here? <laughs> and then CM Punk just destroyed him on the mic. See, yeah. we forget how great. If you watch back some of CM Punk's mic work, there's mm-hmm. no one, probably no one who's he besides The Rock. Just because The Rock could just like light up a crowd like no one else, CM yeah. Punk has to be. CM Punk's better on the mic than The Rock, but just because of what The Rock could do with a crowd, I think The Rock's the best ever on the mic. But CM Punk is right there with The Rock is the greatest I mean, ever I, on a mic. I think CM Punk was one of the most intelligent wrestlers they've ever had. And, and on yeah, the mic, was, yeah, yeah, like he was so smart with the things he would say. Like he really knew how to like walk that line between like. Um, you know, the script and, like, you know, giving the fans a little bit more, like, the fans who are, like, in the know. Yeah, and he made you want to listen to his promos and hear what he had to say. I mean, right. it, it, it was always going to be a little different. He would deliver them different. He spoke differently than everyone else would yell or, or say sort of, you knew what they were they were basically going to say. Punk, there was always that element of intrigue, I think, anytime he opened his mouth. And I, I think that's why Triple H doesn't like him because he would always outclass him on the mic. Like, come get your skinny fat ass out here, punk. And then he would just say the he would just say the realest shit he could think of about Triple H and yeah. just embarrassing shit. Yeah, okay, doofus. <laughs> Moron. Because <laughs> you know Triple H wants to look smart like a genius. He oh, yeah. lo- he yeah. loves that role. Like this, like all those like people like Sasha Bank. Oh my god, can we talk? Oh. We could probably do a whole podcast on Sasha Banks. Always. <laughs> what The woman's. I'm the first woman's champion. The woman's. What, yeah, why did she. Like, why has no one corrected her on that? You didn't see Nia Jax corrected her? Oh, did she? Nia did? Yeah, she goes, oh, it's women's, by the way, Sasha. Oh, and then Sasha. I missed that. that. I missed that. Yeah, that's and awesome. Sasha looked at her, like, baffled. Because I don't think Sasha realizes. Like, do you guys remember when I used to say Benjamin when it's Benjamin? I didn't realize that I was saying it wrong. So I would always say, oh, Benjamin, breaking Benjamin. But it's Benjamin. Sure. So I bet Sasha can't even hear that she's saying it wrong. She so, pro- in your mind, in your opinion, Sasha, and I, I'm not saying you're wrong, Sasha actually believes that that the word, it, there's only one word. It's not women's and women's. It's just that's woman. Yeah, woman and women's. She's never heard the word yeah. women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that whole the whole thing about every time anything happens, her and Bailey are always crying. It's like you can't cry about everything. I mean, it just makes no sense. And then she came out. Uh, did you get you guys saw the promo they cut after they won the tag team titles? Oh my god, dude! What the hell was that? Woman, I'm here for every woman's, dude. and I yeah, we, we did this for every. You don't know how hard we work. I, but Abe. Abe, you're skipping over the fact that, that they got to Sasha after, who was it, Charlie Caruso or whatever, asked, asked Bailey how she was feeling, and Bailey goes, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, do you have anything? Like, <laughs> what? What? You can't say anything. That, like, even if you had lines like, and forgot them, just say something. 
You can't cry when you when you win a title. <laughs> now, when okay, when Shawn Michaels won the WWE title back at WrestleMania, was it ten or nine? What was the one where he beat in the Iron Man match? That was ten. That was ten. Yeah, 10. no, it was it was it was no ten. Or was it 12? No, it was 12, 12, 12. It was 12, right, yeah. Because 13 is where Austin beat Michaels. No, 14. 14 was where Austin beat Michaels. Um, He's crying because a guy like him would have never won the title ever. Like, it was the boyhood dream was realized, okay? That was back when there was one title, and when a champion used to hold on to the title for four years. It was much different than a title that gets passed back and forth like seven or eight times a year. So, like, anytime Sasha Banks wins anything, she's crying. Uh, I did it for all the little girls, all the girls who were called freaks. You were your Snoop Dogg's niece or some shit, right? Or cousin? You weren't called yeah, a cousin. freak. Like, you got to hang out. You, you're in WWE because you 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 knew Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you weren't. A, that, that Paige always says that too. Like, anyone who's picked on for being a freak, okay, Paige. Like. You know what I'll say about Sasha, though? I mean, like, so I, I used to, I don't watch NXT anymore, but I used to watch NXT, like, when it was first put on the network, and she was actually really good on NXT. She never talked. She's a good heel. I remember she had a match with Bailey. It was, like, on one of the takeovers. You guys probably, probably remember this match. Yeah, she was good. Who was that fan? Uh, Izzy, Bailey's fan. Oh, yeah, she had, Izzy. She had, like, you guys remember when she, like, tore the Bailey thing off? Like, she had the, the Bailey headband, and Sasha, like, tore it off of her head. Yeah. Off of that, that was such a classic heel moment, and I never knew how Sasha sounded because she had a real like fierce look. But when she got on the mic, it just completely ruined her. She looks great. Just, she has a great look. Her body's yeah. in great condition. She she she's fashionably appealing. Like she looks good on camera. She has everything except she's a good, she's wrestler, a good, good wrestler. Good wrestler, but her mic work is just yeah, off. Like it, 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 it sets it back. Honestly, it undoes all of the positives you just named. Yeah. But she has it all, except that. Like, she needs to go to acting school. I, 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 I think for me, I mean, the problem is, is like, someone like Rhonda. It's like, when she comes out, I, I get, like, anxious because I'm like, God, I don't even want to. I hope she doesn't talk. I hope it's anything yes. like her talking. I don't, I don't want to. I just, it, it, it's so bad. I, I feel bad for her. I feel, <laughs> I feel ashamed for, yeah. for, the, for the company. I feel bad for the fans. I mean, it's that terrible. And I'm like, anything but talking is fine. It's like when you go to someone's house and then they they call their kid out to play the guitar in front of you. Like, come on out, Timmy. (laughs) Come on, Timmy. Play play. You you what do you you can play Stairway to Heaven, right, Timmy? And then this kid has to play a shitty version on his guitar. It's like you're embarrassed for the kid. Yeah, you're you're, you're, you're uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. Well, you know what it is too. It's like another like litmus test. Is like think about like when you have a friend over, a family member who like you know how people are like who don't watch wrestling. They might have some preconceived notions about wrestling. So you kind of, if you have it on, you want to like, you want the show to put its best foot forward. You want to see yes, like, absolutely. The, the rock come out and deliver like a dynamite promo. You don't want to see right. Sasha come out, grab the mic and just like fumble over the first word for 18 seconds. I have nothing yeah, to say. What do you have to say? That embarrasses you as a fan. Well, Sam, it's funny it you say that because I, someone who I know who doesn't watch wrestling, he goes, uh, I, uh, what was what I saw? I, I put on raw the other day. And Ronda Rousey, and he was making fun of that Ronda Rousey speech to Stephanie, and he was doing it like verbatim, and it was hilarious. And he was saying how horrible it was. And this is a guy who doesn't even watch wrestling. So you're right. It's like you want you want as a wrestling fan, you want to try yeah. to impress people. Like, you want to show people. Like I remember, I had a friend over a couple of years ago, and I was like a friend who like kind of watched it back in the day, but like kind of got out of it. And I was like, oh, it's so much different now. It's really good. Like you got to see it. And I had Raw on it, and the, the, the first match was Kane versus Big Show. Like, two guys who were around, like, 20 yep. years ago. He's like, oh, yeah, it sure has changed a lot. Yeah. But, you, you know, go, going back to that, that same feeling you get when, like, one of these horrible mic workers gets a mic. It's, you remember, like, when Sid, remember that Sid promo where he, he's trying to say, like, you're, I'm half the man you are or something to Kevin Nash? You ever see that, that promo? Is it where he, he asked to, like, he asked for a do-over? Yeah, I mean, and basically any, like, any, promo, any promo that Sid cut from that era was, like, littered with mistakes. Oh, yeah, because they're like, no, Sid, we're live. Yeah, <laughs> or, or a guy like um, Scott Steiner, even. Like, I know he's become, like, kind of a, a cult favorite with his shitty promos. But, like, it gave you this feeling of, like, flying down a hill on a bike with no brakes. 
You know, like, you're, you're just, <laughs> yeah. we're just rolling. And there's yeah. no way yeah. to know where this is going to go or end. Yeah. And that's how I feel anytime Sasha gets the mic or yeah. um, or Ronda or, to some degree, even Strowman. I'm like, oh, God, please just, like, please just say enough yeah. words that, like, it's effective, <laughs> but don't do too much. Yeah, because yeah. the fan, you want, you want them to succeed. You want, you want it to be a good promo. You want them to surprise you, but it's like... Over time, it's like, you know, they lose the benefit of the doubt, and you just assume it's going to be terrible. That's why The Undertaker yeah. was always perfect, because you see him now, right, selling socks on Instagram. Like, when you take him <laughs> off the leash, it's like, fuck. Now, hey, it's uh, the dead man, and... Uh, uh, if you're gonna want, if you want, if you want the most comfortable boxer briefs, get me undies. Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ. But like the Undertaker, when he was Mark Calloway, did you ever hear him talk? I'm here. I just want to tell everybody that uh, you, you, oh yeah, the sky, Spivey, Sid, the skyscrapers. Well, guess what? Guess what? And they forget his line. Uh, the the, uh, the what, what do you? Uh, what, 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 do you, what do you call it? The uh, what, what is the skyline, right? Yeah. Skyline. Well, guess what? That skyline <laughs> looks a lot different now. Three skyscrapers. <laughs> well, they said it all. Mean Mark Kellis, the third skyscraper, guys. <laughs> I, love, I love the job of these four backstage interviewers too. Like, I know. You know like a- like Gordon Soli, yeah. just like he's floored by what he just said. Like, well, what more can be said here, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. He didn't say shit. Well, Mark Kellaway said it all. <laughs> he said absolutely uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely. You know. You know what's funny? We're talking about heels earlier. Is there Ryan? Do you know of a bigger heel than Sam, who's on the on, on the podcast with us right now? Have you ever seen uh, a bigger heel in person? No, like a, a day-to-day regular heel. No, Sam's probably a Sam's <laughs> Sam's wrestling name should be Sam the Heel Cannon, not Heel Cannon the Heel. Like that's your wrestling name. Here he comes the heel. Because he let, let me just give you an example of what happened a little bit earlier. So I'm like, you know, we're texting earlier about what time we want to do this. Ryan said, okay, anytime after six. Sam said eight thirty works best. We're like, okay. So then here's what Sam said. He goes, after 8.30 would work best for me. Now, Ryan, when someone says after 8.30, does that mean exactly 8.30? Um, no, I, I mean, I think no. Here's, here's In Sam's defense, <laughs> I think he knows that the first time he gives you is the second the phone's going to ring. Because he knows <laughs> that you usually just want to get this shit going. Like, he, So I, I see both sides. Okay, but but so okay, so he goes. Also, hang on, hang on, wait, Sam. Let me let me just read it first, and then okay, you can comment. Okay. So then let me give my rebuttal. Okay, so Ryan said he's available at six. Sam said after eight thirty would work best for me. I said okay. Ryan said cool, and I said just let us know, Sam. And then Sam wrote back, "I just did." <laughs> what an asshole! So here's here's what you left off. So you left off the most important text, which was your first text, saying, I'm available whenever you guys are ready. So right there, you were open. So now I know all the time from that minute you made that text to the end of the day is open. Ryan said, I am open after a certain amount of time. I don't know if it was like wait, wait, no, no, no. What are you special. reading? What are you reading? No, no. I'm, I'm just recalling the text. Ryan said, anytime after so-and-so is fine with me. So I was like, okay. And then I said, anytime after this time is fine with me. So, you said you were open completely. Ryan said a time, and my time was after Ryan. So, process elimination, you guys are both available at that time. So, and, and what Ryan said, thank you, Ryan, for bringing that up. Anytime I say you're going to call at that minute. So, I assumed by saying after 8.30 meant 8.30 is the starting time. Okay, but you <laughs> I said. I needed, I needed to give another confirmation to you. And then I just wrote back the heel. <laughs> and Ryan, I didn't even know you could do this, Ryan. You loved it and laughed it. I meant to laugh at it, but I accidentally loved it. That's what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. But Sam would have made one of the greatest heels ever. I mean, just an asshole. I, just a I complete prick. Think, and, and this is true. I, and Sam, I, I know you have a, you know, a life to, to live and worry about. I still think, like... Um, you take like a small, a small indie federation, maybe even like a, a, a pro wrestling gorilla, even even Ring of Honor to, to 
if you want to go big. Like, I still think Sam could be money as, like, a, just a chicken shit, loud mouth, <laughs> fucking... Yeah, I, I need to be a, a, a manager, right? Because I have no... Yeah, no, it's total like, man, like manager. Yeah. Like Jimmy Hart, or, but a complete prick. Yeah, I mean, Sam could work so many different gimmicks. He could do, like, the crooked ref gimmick. Like, I mean, <laughs> you could... There's, there's endless possibilities with Sam. You, it, it, has to be like, it has to end where, like, if I get physically threatened, I just, like, run out of the ring and, like... Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, you will never, you will never yeah. have... Have confrontation by your own by your own two hands. The like, minute the minute run from everything. The minute like Safari Stu tries to like punch you in the face, you immediately get on your knees and you beg for mercy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. your guy will attack him from behind, and then you kick yeah. him or something. Oh yeah, and then and you're jumping around in the back celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, would you be interested in, in in doing that if we could find an independent wrestling federation? Would you be want to be a heel manager? I'd rather just do it with us. <laughs> and I always said Ryan would have made the greatest referee. I like holding, you know, when they hold the belt up with that intense look on their face. <laughs> you know, Ryan was almost a writer for WWE. I should tell that story next week on the podcast. I should, I should get, I should get my notes together and tell. Yeah, that story. let's. Because, yeah, yeah, because that's a great story, and it it, it kind of shows you the dynamics of the writing team. Yeah, and, I mean, and, there's some really cool like behind the scenes stuff that I saw. I mean, flying out there and. You know, being picked up in a in a limo sent by WWE with you know, it was like I think that was the first time I ever was picked up where they, they have the the, the douchebags with the little hats with a, your name on the the paper. You know, that, like, oh wow! Like waiting to take you in the limo and that that whole thing was crazy, dude. That whole experience and and actually going into Titan Towers and interviewing in the boardroom and all that. I'll tell that story. Wait, so are when you, you got tell the part about are you gonna tell the part about when you were going home though when like. The limo wasn't moving, and you're like, "Come on, let's go!" And, and it was Stone Cold. It was actually, it was actually, yeah. it was actually Kane in, with a with a uh, with a mask and a limo <laughs> yeah. driver's hat on. Well, what was crazy is that at the airport, the, the limo driver with the sign Virgil was next to him to carry my bag. So, <laughs> they really commit. To the, they really commit. Let, Ryan, let's actually wrap up the podcast on that because I played that Greg Hammer Valentine clip earlier. Because I want to get in to how racist wrestling used to be. Rowdy Piper in blackface for, for no reason, oh, so no bad. reason at all, except for the fact that he was wrestling a black man. There was no reason for him to be in half black face, half black body. Like, if you watch, I was watching some promos earlier. Piper was doing all his promos with half black face. Yeah. During to the me, match. That, to, me, to me, that's more offensive than Greg Valentine. Because you could tell Greg Valentine, I, I don't think he, I feel like that was written for him. Because he looked like he... Didn't know what to say. He was just kind of stumbling. I don't Piper think so. Was like, Piper was like throwing his voice. He was like, <laughs> you know, he was he was like trying to use like a different dialect. I mean, he and he went on with he went on with like the blackface and painted half black for like a month or two. It was it was just, yeah. It was really and, and you know what? Like I always wonder as 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 the opponent, as the black guy, right? Your your junkyard or or your bad news brown. I mean, how do you? Look at that and watch that and go into the ring and like try to protect that guy. Oh yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, Ben is Brown didn't try to he, like he's probably trying to hit him with the full ghetto blaster right to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, and just, just the but fact like, that this I, I mean, called the ghetto blaster too is like also pretty you know, bad. Like if, if you think back to that that Valentine promo that you started the the show with, like back in back back then and probably still now, like uh, they would cut those promos together. So JYD is probably like literally two feet away from the camera watching it, right? Like, Oh, yeah. And then they're like, and then they go, all right, cut. How, how'd you feel that went? You know? And- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Fuck? it. Yeah. Did he just say, did he just call me a dirty black man? <laughs> Am yeah. I dirty? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but you were right. Wasn't it also, so it was, it would, it would be the two performers. There wasn't Vince also usually there too. Like Vince was like right there. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. feeding of lines. What do you hate about yeah. him? What do you think of Rod, Roddy, Roddy? What do you hate about him? What what and he's like pointing to the skin. What, <laughs> what is it? What is it? What 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 comes to mind? What would come to mind first? Huh? Well I do black? Yeah, yeah. 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 Has a black man ever done anything to you or been robbed? Oh my God. Use that energy, Roddy. <laughs> but do you remember Bad News Brown's promos? He's always talking about like sewer rats and shit. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in the sewers was... with the red. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind wait, of a... Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> you guys, even, even like, in more modern times, I mean, WWE really has a, a sketchy track record with racism. Like, oh, like yeah. um, they, I mean, <laughs> they, had a, they had a tag team called Crime Time, like, 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> like, that was like, five, six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that has Vince written all over it, right? Crime well, time. It does because then, then you think like, okay, there was one time. Uh, I think when when Cena was still doing his rap gimmick, and, and I remember there was a, a, a backstage shot of Vince walking by, and he said, "What up, my N word?" Oh Cena. yeah, huh? to Booker you know, and Booker, yeah. Booker or to Booker, whatever. It's like, okay, I mean, we all we now we know where this is coming from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and look, 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 the worst case was. They actually had a slave, Virgil. He was a slave. He was yeah. treated like a slave. They said he was a slave. And then the Thanks. angle was that the slave is fighting the master. Like, remember, Virgil, your mother, your father. Yeah, Virgil, Virgil yeah. was, like, fighting for his freedom. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what it was. He was how he was fighting for his freedom in that match. How did yeah. the million-dollar man own his freedom? Like because he owned him, he was slave. He was a slave. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how was he yeah. actually a legit slave? <laughs> like, you said, like you said, there's there's quite a spotty record at best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Racial sensitivity really coming from WWE. Virgil cleaned the gook in between my toes. Remember that? God. You know, yeah. like, I mean, the the best the best thing ever, and I actually saw this on Virgil's Twitter the other night. Was when the dollar man had that little black kid back bounce a basketball. He's like, if you bounce it twenty times, oh, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And the then he, best. and then at nineteen, he kicked it out of his hand. Yeah, and they, and, they, and I heard that they didn't tell that kid or his family that was going to happen. Like, I was that going was, to those say that those were real tears. I was going to say that seems so real because that kid was balling, and I was like, that had yeah, to be legit. Yeah. I think they said hey. that they gave that kid something after the show or something. Yeah, I think I heard that too. There were Abe. I know you said you wanted to wrap on that. There were two more things really quick that I wanted to just throw out. Yeah. yeah. Um, one is I think, and I don't know. I'm just making a prediction here that Vince will probably replace Rollins with Reigns in that match against Lesnar because that's what he's doing. Oh. The, I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. I don't. I hope to God we don't have three triple threats at Mania. I hope that's not oh. what they do. I know. Um, and I also think. Wait, 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 wait! Really you think you wait? You think Kevin Owens is going to be putting a triple? Th- I don't think so. I think it's just going to be Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Didn't they replace Kofi? They replaced him at at pay, Payback or whatever it's called. Oh, oh, okay. Fastlane or Fastlane, oh, whatever. I, okay, Fast. I didn't mean Mania. Yeah, you're you're right. So I think they. I, I, I think that. But here's the thing. So is is Kevin Owens going to come back and do a job already? Like what? What's the point of that? I don't know. I, unless it's gonna be, unless I think right, they, I mean, they have a, I actually, weird, I, I was going to agree with you. I, I, I was thinking they might be doing a triple threat for the SmackDown title too, because I have a feeling Owens might actually be Brian. It's kind of odd that they tossed him in that match like so haphazardly out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, know they what they're doing, but I, but I, I, I don't. I think that they're leading towards some triple threats, and I also think that that they're planting seeds for like Vince. Uh, people are going to start to lose faith in him. Like, because they're showing Hunter and Stephanie, they're confused. They're not mad. They're not reacting. But they're like, what the fuck? You know, what's Vince doing? So I think they're going to start to say, like, you, you know, we told the people it was their era. You know, it's, it's, they're the authority. And now you're doing this. And, and they're going to start to revolt against Vince. Probably a way to write him off TV so he can go focus on the XFL. Oh, that's true, too. That's actually, that would, that would be, and that would actually be a good angle if they actually did go that route. I'm not so sure they will, but that I would like that a lot. Or maybe yeah. he could bring in Stone Cold. And I got a man who could do the job. Stone Cold, Steve Oz. <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, and, I and then I, the other thing I was going to say is, um, yeah. how do you guys feel about Honky Tonk Man going in the Hall of Fame? God, so, talking about scumbags. That guy's one of the biggest yeah. scumbags ever. He does belong there, honestly, though. I mean, yeah, one, you know, Tammy Stitch is there, so that means anybody can get it at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, more, than, more than his induction, I'm actually just shocked they're going to give him a live microphone. It, like, if you, if you Google, like, wrestling shoot interviews, there's, like, like 8,000 interviews of, of Honky Tonk Man just talking shit. Just, well, they should have never I, gave Jim Helwig the belt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get it myself. They squat after 435 days, 30-second match. I was supposed to win the belt back. Yeah, okay, Honky Tonk. How he, my my question always was, why did the Honky Tonk Man get the belt anyway? 
Like, why was he the decision? Like, let's give it to Honky Tonk Man. (laughs) But, you know, when we were little kids, though, we looked at Honky Tonk Man like a main eventer, didn't we? we, And here's, and actually, I think, and and maybe someone listening can correct this, but I swear to God, I think the answer to your question is um, Ricky Steamboat was supposed to win the Intercontinental title, but he wanted to go home to be with his family. His wife hated that he was on the road, and so he was supposed to win the title, and Hogan and Vince were thinking about who could, I guess Hogan was the head booker back then or something, but he, 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 liked, Honky, he liked Honky's look, and, he, and I swear to God this is true, or I've heard this. Honky walked by Hogan and Vince in the hallway, and Hogan goes, what about him? And Vince, <laughs> Vince was like, him? And Hogan was like, yeah. What? <laughs> I, I never that, sound, that sound that sounds like exactly what happened too. Like I, <laughs> I guarantee you that's yeah. exactly how it went down. Well, it made no sense because Ricky Steamboat had just won that awesome match uh, against Savage to win the Intercontinental Title, and then he just yeah. loses it like that <laughs> by by some shitty and, hook from the Honky Tonk Man. Oh god! And yeah, and you know it brings it full circle because I wonder because they were they were uh, rhythm and blues forever when that that they paired Honky up with Valentine that shitty tag team. Yeah. Uh, and maybe Valentine can induct Honky into the Hall of Fame, and we can get another uh, another, another racist couple. rant. Yeah, <laughs> all the black people in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, times really have changed, huh, guys? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh... <laughs> uh. all right. Well, Ryan, we'll we'll kick off the next one with that because that you being this is a legit story. You were almost a WWE writer, and you got. Let, let's say, let's just say it like this: It was the biggest screw job since Montreal. <laughs> there you go. All right, we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Later. <laughs>